Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. It's going to be a football game tonight now. No doubt. It's going to be a football game here. Okay. I, I don't here All right, let's go, baby. This could decide the game. Fourth and goal. Snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles, touchdown. Think about Law trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Ladies and gentlemen, football to the max. Here are your hosts, Sean Garmer, Gary Vaughn, and Eric Watkins. Hello, and welcome to Football to the Max. As the city of Cleveland has had their beer, they're ready, they're excited about Baker Mayfield. We're going to talk about that. But now they get to sit back and watch everybody else. After they've won their first game. Wow, just, and, and it, is, it is an exciting fashion, Eric. It was exciting fashion for the Cleveland Browns. You got some drama going, but finally, they have their moment. You got to give it to them. 635 days, 19 games. I was just flat out impressed. I saw the line going into this one. If I had money, I definitely would have bet it because I thought this would have been the night. And I'm also glad that there was not a repeat incident of 10-cent beer night from back in the 70s. Cleveland, calm down. And they can. They can calm down or they can celebrate the whole week, whatever. They got the weekend coming up. But, yes, like I said, they can now watch the rest of the league in action as they are officially 1-1-1 one, one, and one on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, not a record you see too often in the National Football League. Uh, welcome to Football to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Eric Watkins. And yeah, man. Cleveland is the first 1-1-1 one, one one team after three games. Since 1987. Throwing I might that. have been born. I would have been like months old. At that yeah, point. so you're talking season started Labor Day weekend back then. So 
mid-September, right before the strike. Yeah, so I would have been like 10 months old. (laughs) (laughs) You would have been like, what, a year and something? Oh, a year and about three months? So yeah, almost 15 months. Yeah, so there you go. Now you know how old we are. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's either too young for some people or too old for some people. Whoever's saying that is, but uh, or maybe, maybe just I'm right at the right age. Games this month. I am not going to comment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my birthday's in a in a few months now. So uh, yeah, but still, honestly, this is a tale of of two game of two halves of two different games. Of whatever you want to call it, because you had Terod Taylor out there. He was what two for eleven for like mm-hmm. two yards at one point. He kept getting sacked. He was uh, overthrowing his receivers, and then he gets hit, goes down concussion. Baker Mayfield comes in, runs a two minute offense. And then after that, he's the quarterback the rest of the game. We know the end result, but he played pretty well, Eric. Hugh Jackson says, I got to look at the tape for week four. What tape you got to look at, man? Well, I mean, mean, to be fair, if you're looking at the tape and you're taking into account previous starts, I can understand that. But I think we all know it's going to be Baker's team. Right now, it's Baker's time, and I think Terod Taylor will serve as a very good backup because even if you look at it, he threw for 201 yards, led three touchdown drives, and the team just rallied around him. They knew, okay, the time is now. Here he is. Let's go show and help him out. And Todd Haley in that offense, yes, there were some great plays, but knowing what had just happened, knowing he's coming in, they still kept it nice, controlled, but not too controlled. He only had a couple of incompletions on top of just a couple of drops. His statistics were, especially for a first game, fantastic. Yeah, and especially... It, it felt like, again, that the Jets' defense, probably because, you know, Baker was... Baker was still getting rushed. Let's, mm-hmm. let's say he was he was avoiding the rush. He was still dealing with it. There was times where he had to throw in completions because he was getting people in his face. But Terod was just getting ambushed, and he didn't... There was times where he escaped, and he, he had a few good runs in there. and But I think... I wonder if things would have been different had the Browns went ahead and won last week in New Orleans, would they give Terod a little bit more of a leash because he did get the first win? Now you're on this high of Baker being the one that got the first win. That's what the fans are going to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. That's all that's going to be in their mind is that concussion helped pave the way for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And, man, that, not, that's a lot of pressure there. It is, and not to mention the fact this 
is the only time the Browns are going to be on national TV all year. This was it. So if Terod got that win, especially after last week, say they have their kicking issues sorted out, and say Terod is now leading a 3-0 and team, well, any introduction of Baker Mayfield this season would have been in immediate obscurity. Because you're talking about, well, the majority of the time, one o'clock games buried among the rest of the action. But no, Thursday night, not going to see them again on any prime time until next year, if they're lucky. Unless they make the playoffs. Ah! <laughs> again, not going to see them on prime time until next year. I'm just saying... There's still a lot of season left. True, but... Okay, yes. You have had teams that start 1-1-1 make the playoffs. You have teams that start 1-1-1 go to the Super Bowl and either win or lose. Fine, but... I don't know. I... It's not going to be as impressive here on from here on out Baker Mayfield is still a rookie now you have got film on him that other coaches and defensive coordinators are going to take advantage of oh yeah for sure that's gonna happen well sometimes though we've seen you say that but we've seen that sometimes it's not just one week sometimes it takes multiple weeks so it takes a whole season. Look at what happened with, uh, you know, Dak and his year. What happened mm-hmm. with Sean Watson before he got hurt? So mm-hmm. it takes that whole off season to really study and see what they're doing before you can really make those adjustments. Or you know, the playoffs where you have that those everything gets compacted kind of thing. But yeah, you're right in that they are going to have tape on him. But I think it's more about how that team reacted, what they did to the offense with him in there. Absolutely. Let's see how it is when you play a whole game and, you know, depending on on other factors. You know, it gets cold in Cleveland. Yep. You you might have to deal with the weather at, at certain points. How does he react to that? He's from Oklahoma. Yes, you get snow sometimes in Oklahoma, but... You know, not not to the degree that you do not, uh, not up north. Mention, yeah, not to mention, he didn't really go on the road a whole lot in the colder climate, even in the Big 12. A lot of those, as you got closer to the end of the year, those bigger games were at home. I will say, though, they have the opportunity... If you want to start Baker, next week against the freaking Raiders would be the best time. Oh, yeah. They are, but even then, because I think with that one, that one is also in Cleveland? No, it's in Oakland. Uh, That could actually be problematic. That could be problematic. Good to start Baker, but don't expect him setting the world on fire. I mean, we've seen what the two teams that have played the Raiders, the quarterback, or the team on offense set the world on fire. So, 
True, but even then, against the Broncos, they needed a comeback. They were down 19-10 and then rallied on those last-minute drives because, well, Khalil Mack is all of a sudden wearing a Bears uniform. Right. But that's for another day. Well, that secondary was still bad last year regardless, but I don't think things are going to be better uh, for them this week. We'll uh, get to that, but yeah, honestly, looking at the other side of the coin, for a little bit for the Jets. Sam Darnold has another game where he had issues finding receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, he was having to deal with pressure, but... Yeah. Yeah. I, I well, mean, it just... He, the That shine is definitely off after that first game now, and you're starting to see the rookie quarterback coming out. William, you saw that moment... You saw a few of those moments against Detroit, even against Miami. So when you're also on a short week and you have to prepare, it's not going to be as easy. These are moments to where, yeah, he's on the road, short week. Of course, again, he's going to struggle. But that's what happens when you are starting someone as raw as Sam Darnold is. I think the Jets are taking the good path of going through that and kind of fix up and shine up that rawness to take it away, and you're going to need the season to do that. But at the same time, yes, you are going to get games like this. They'll happen fewer and fewer, but they're going to happen. Yeah, I mean, he put it on himself, the offensive Mm -hmm. struggles, so... You know, again, before Baker came in, the defense was playing pretty well. He had opportunities to put them in motion. And to be fair, again, they had all the way until the final drive. And then he just chucked it up in interception and, and the game was over. But you're just he's not going to get any any better of a chance next week either. No. <laughs> against the Jaguars. But no. man, that's, that's a growing pain that you, you go with the Jets. Yeah, the only luck he may get is the fact that it won't be as hot or humid. But um, aside from that, yeah, good luck. We don't take too kind of Yankees down on these parts. I can't believe I just said that. (sighs) Well, we are getting close to October. True. But I I, want to say, though, Real quick, I am both happy and a little bit disappointed in the Browns. Why do you say that? Because I'm happy that they had, like, their version of the Color Rush jerseys. I'd be even happier if they made those the permanent home jerseys. Because, let's face it, while they improved what they had, no. The regular ones, especially with the numbers, they just don't work. At least not for me. I'll agree with you on that. I I really like their jerseys. They should keep them or at least use them more regularly. Right. I would hope they do. So do I. I'm also a little bit disappointed because they missed out on a very, very good marketing opportunity. Now, with that two-point conversion with the catch by Baker Mayfield. Let's face it, 
that was the Philly special, right? Uh, in a way, I think it was. It wasn't totally the same, but yeah. Well, you even saw the derivation of the Philly special, which was called Philly Philly. The Eagles have mentioned that, have they not? Yes. Now, with the free beer in Cleveland, who provided that beer? Was it Budweiser, right? Yes. Specifically, Budweiser, fridges full of Bud Light. So I ask you this. If you have that play and you run that play, why do you not come out, scratch the back of the people that scratched yours, and say, oh yeah, we have a name for that. Philly has Philly Philly. Ours is Dilly Dilly. <laughs> as great as that would be, man, I, I don't know. Well, Bud Light would have to be okay with that, right? That's their... Again, Bud Light already extended the olive branch with the victory fridges. It would not be a stretch to say, yes, we put that in the playbook, Dilly Dilly. Am I the, it would fit Baker Mayfield very well there, too. I am, am I the only person that sees these kinds of things? I can't be. No, it's it's actually really... I, I, uh, I like your idea. I mean, I'm just thinking of, like, Baker Mayfield just going, Man, that was a dilly-dilly. Like... Exactly! He even said it at the post-game thing, and... As he's holding up the t-shirts the NFL Network made, I'm like, come on, play the game. Make yourself some extra cash so that way you don't have to pose in your underwear. <laughs> That's crazy that this is a, we're celebrating a team's first win in, in 19 games and we're giving them t-shirts and free beer and everything else. Sean. 635 days. This was the fourth longest streak of all time in terms of games. And when you have a team that in two plus seasons is now what? 232 and one? You have to celebrate these sorts of victories. You ain't wrong, sir. You ain't wrong. So, saying that, two more things before we stop talking about this game. Denzel Ward once again comes up big, looking good, mm-hmm. putting all that, you know, the people that were haters for the Browns taking him, and also the running game looked pretty good there against that Jets defense. I mean, obviously Isaiah uh, Crowell on the other mm-hmm. side of things uh, had did okay against his former mm-hmm. team, but Carlos Hyde... Uh, didn't do too shabby either for the Browns, so... Didn't do too shabby! 35 fantasy points, and he was on my damn bench! Oh, I was so pissed off when I saw that update in my lineup. (laughs) (laughs) We had two touchdowns, nearly 100 yards. I mean, what more could you ask of him? Especially in that situation going up against, again, a formidable Jets defense. Hey... He carved them up. Hey, exactly that something that helps your rookie quarterback get acclimated to the game a lot easier when your running oh. game 
works. Mm -hmm. But uh, that being said, the yeah, let's let's move along to one of our the headlines though. One of our headlines, and that's Carson Wentz gets cleared to practice. He is playing in the same week that he gets cleared to practice. We know why. Yeah. Eagles have looked bad with Nick Foles at quarterback, let's be honest. And the Colts, a pretty decent team to bring him back against, right? Absolutely. For the leaps and bounds and improvements that they've made with Andrew Luck being back on offense, there have been times, drives, quarters, halves, where their defense has pretty much been Swiss cheese. That is going to help Carson Wentz a lot, and especially the fact that, yeah, he's going to get that first hit. Now that he's been cleared for contact and he's starting, this is a good game to get an easier first hit, shake off the last of those cobwebs, and then he can go back on the path of being his old self. Yeah, you'd think the defense would be rejuvenated there as well in wanting to give Carson more opportunities. They he he's it's he's probably not gonna play lights out in his first game. No. But no. that Colts defense I think will facilitate that easier than, than say another team had he been playing. Uh maybe aside from the Bills. You know, yeah, but... th- 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 this is another one I had for Browns Jets. Take the under. This is another one where I would pay attention and lean towards taking the under as well. This would be huge for the Colts, though, if uh, Andrew Luck can continue to be back to himself, get uh, T.Y. Hilton some scores, and, uh, you know, if they put up a game, watch out. You're looking at a two and one in that tough division, and and the Eagles are, you know, if they go down to one and two, that's that puts them in a hole there. But I mean, it's not that that big when the other teams are all kind of hovering around each other at this point. But yeah, let's let's discuss as well the look it hasn't been raining that much here so i don't know what's in the water in florida here but all mm. three of the florida teams are 2 and 0 yep you got fitz magic down in tampa the dolphins they can win 8 hour games they can win 3 hour games and they've got a win in the division 2 and 0 and here, yeah, we finally, in the heat and humidity, get a measure of revenge against the Patriots. We're 2-0. I'm not even going to bother to explain it. I'm just going to enjoy it while I can. Well, let's look at that. The Jags are playing Tennessee. Tennessee comes off that big win with Blaine Gabbard as the the quarterback after they played do-si-do about whether or not Mariota's going to play. He's still apparently, the decision's going to come down. You'll hear about it on Saturday at some point about who's starting. Mariota had most of the reps, but that doesn't really mean anything because that also happened 
last week they had Mariota active even just to mess with the other team and Gabbert ends up playing the whole time. Do you feel like considering it's the Jags defense, mm-hmm. you know, Saxaville, all mm-hmm. that, do you really risk Mariota here? Even at the same time, this could go one of two ways. Mariota beat Jacksonville twice last year. People kind of forget. So if he does play, he's got that familiarity and he'll be able to deal with that defense a lot better. Say if he doesn't and Blaine Gabbert comes in, that would be very disastrous because we've seen Blaine Gabbert. We had Blaine Gabbert. We drafted Blaine Gabbert. We love taking shots at our old guys whenever we can. This is going to be one of those times. So if I'm Tennessee, if you can get Mariota to start, that would give you a better chance. Because if uh, number seven's trotting onto that field, it's going to get ugly. Very ugly. No Blaine Gavitt revenge game. Here. He's not capable. I've seen his throws. Saw them here. Saw them in Arizona. Saw them in San Francisco. He's lucky that he's even still on a damn team. <laughs> yeah. I'd, it'd just be funny if the the Titans were, like, hanging in there with Blaine Gabbert the whole t- time. And you're going, why didn't you do that here? Uh, yeah. I would be exactly like that. That's probably why it's best that I'm not going to see the game. So, uh, yeah, less chance of me ending up on the news. Tags are going to win, though, right? Yes. I After that one, it's not going to be easy. We're going to be emotional, and we could screw this one up. But I have faith that we'll have a lot better mental fortitude and take this one home. Do you think uh, Wentz wins? Wentz wins in his debut, or the Colts? <sighs> it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles won in a nail biter. That one to me is a real pick'em. That could go either way. I'm gonna go with the. Yeah, the Eagles' defense makes some kind of play. That winds up winning them the game, and people are, and, and you still gotta wait a little bit to get the Carson Wentz of old here. Because we gotta remember, this is an ACL injury. You're fighting your mind as much as you're fighting the physical stuff. So is he gonna take off and run the next time he has that opportunity, knowing that that's what got him injured? You know, last time. So. Is he going to be that same player? And and he's not. I mean, even Carson Palmer said himself for months after that injury that he suffered as a Bengal in the playoffs, he kept, even in practice, had visualizations of people falling at his knees. And it took a long time to get over that. And I think even with the practicing, even with the throws, even with this and that, 
It wasn't just an ACL. There were a couple of things in that knee that got shredded. So he's going to have those same visualizations. How quickly he'll get over it is going to determine how far he can go this season. So let's move on to the Dolphins here in Miami. They're at home playing the 0-2 Oakland Raiders, and they were close. You know, Derek Carr had one of the best completion percentages of all time last week. Mm -hmm. They still couldn't get it done. Uh, The Broncos' defense came up big, Von Miller and the rest, and then Case Keenan pulled some magic. And uh, Phillip Lindsay again was, uh, although diminutive, still still doing his thing, making Royce Freeman sweat a little bit. And, man, this seems primed for, you know, John Gruden looked better in his second uh, second game as, as the coach after that horrid Monday night affair. Mm-hmm. Well, they look good in the first half, then the Rams turned it on, but still. They look good in the first half, but the Rams finally ended their preseason and, you know, started playing real meaningful football. And what happened? The one thing, well, really two things. Number one, this is a Raiders team that hasn't yet learned how to finish. And if you've seen Miami, if you let them hang around, Adam Gase has finally got a healthy Ryan Tannehill on that offense with Danny Amendola, with their other receivers, and they know how to make you pay. Yep, Kenny Stills as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Tannehill is... People wondered about him as well coming back from his injury. Would he be the same? Would he be back to the Tannehill we saw with Gase? And it looks like he is so far. I mean, it helps to have a dual dual threat with the running backs and Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake. And then also, you know, the receivers he's familiar with as well. The line is better. The defense is playing really well, especially the secondary. So I think this is made once again for Miami to come up and win here and go 3-0. and So do I. And that goes to my second point. On top of all of that, This is a 1 o'clock game. Oakland heading east for a 1 o'clock start. Say what you will, but for teams traveling cross-country for early games, that's a problem, no matter how you slice it. Yeah, that's usually the case. We did see some of those. Uh, get you know get fought against last year with that Western team winning, but yeah, you're right. Most of the time, that that team heading west to east does not play well in those uh, one o'clock games. And Tampa Bay, they have uh, the marquee matchup of the week Monday night football against one of our headlines, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, Le'Veon Bell still not there. Antonio nope. Brown was all about talking about how much the team sucks because they're not winning, even though technically only they lost one game. And 
you're having the Bucks come in here on a high with Fitzmagic. We saw what the Chiefs did to them. We saw the Browns hung around with them. This doesn't look good for that Steelers defense right now. No, it really doesn't. And that's where a lot of the frustration is coming from. The offense, they're doing their job. You know, they scored 21 in that tie. They put up 37 against Kansas City. They had the lead at certain points in that game against the Chiefs as well. Yeah, so when your defense isn't coming up big, especially like it had in years past, which over the past few years it really hasn't, that's where you're going to see the dissension, the drama, and where everything coming from. And that defense is not getting any better. Are we going to see a third game of full-on Fitz magic? Maybe. It's possible. But even that if would be it, the icing on the cake, right? The last it, game where Jameis is not eligible to play, and you have another killer game like that. Yeah, and even if he doesn't go for four hundred and four, say he goes for like three hundred and twenty and three touchdowns, how is that going to play psychologically for Pittsburgh? We know how well it's going to do in Tampa Bay. Fitzpatrick is going to keep his job as long as he can, but. To have those kind of numbers potentially put up against you, yeah, it's going to have more frustration, and you're going to see more and more talk, unless that ship is righted, that your offensive guys are going to leave because they're sick of it. <laughs> do you think that there's something there with Antonio Brown at all, or is it really what Big Ben was saying? Oh, well, some other guys are open, and I just I can get them the ball faster than I can. Brown, who's covered and going to put me at more risk, especially after throwing four interceptions in that game against the Browns. I mean, right? you think it's about that, or you think that there's something there bubbling that could be a problem? I wouldn't necessarily say bubbling, but I would say it's simmering. It's a slow... Imagine it as being in a crock pot. Not quite a chafing dish, not bubbling over. It's in a crock pot. Leave it for a while. You notice it, you check in on it. But if it keeps going, that's when you're like, okay, there's something here. Speaking of something here, let's get this out of the way. Let's just let's just rip the brandade off. It's Mahomes time, baby. It's Mahomes time. We got to talk about it because if not, our resident Chiefs fan on staff is going to go nuts. He's he's already been bothering us every day that we haven't done the podcast of where's my moment to talk about Patrick Mahomes. He is on pace to break Peyton Manning's record right now with his ridiculous amount of touchdowns. Even two of those are shovel passes, whatever. Those count too, I guess. Uh, so... <laughs> It's as the ball goes forward, they count. But, I mean, seriously, look at the clock. I was even hesitant to say this. But, yeah, I'm staring at it, and it is Mahomes' time. Yeah, six touchdowns in a game against the Steelers, even though, they're again, their defense is bad. 
I don't know if the 49ers are a big test, especially the way that Jimmy G has been playing. Uh, maybe Jimmy G gets more of a reprieve because the Chiefs' defense has been letting everybody score on them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, that that's going to be an interesting thing because you've got two, you know, Jimmy G's not a rookie, but he certainly is kind of playing like one early in this season after the tremendous, you know, undefeated streak that he had well, from that, last that's... year. Well, that's because you have something of a meeting of the minds. Kyle Shanahan, much more, you know, disciplined, being a top offensive mind, he expects a lot out of quarterbacks. That's why they went ahead and they got Garoppolo from the Patriots, because they felt that it could work, and so far it has. But with Jimmy G, he's not quite there yet. He's finally breaking out, trying to settle into his own rather than being in the Patriots' shadow. And you're seeing evidence of that mindset, and you're going to have bumps in the road. I don't think that this is going to be much of a problem. I think they're going to practice better. They are going up against a much easier defense than the Vikings, so that alone is a bit of a plus. So. It and they be- did hold on against the Lions last week, so you got to give him credit. They had plenty; they had chances they could have lost that game. Yep, you're right. And then what does that say about Matt Patricia? Oh boy, oh boy. that guy. <laughs> we'll talk about Matt Patricia in a little bit here, but no, I, I think definitely, I don't know that the 49ers are going to present much of a challenge for Mahomes and that offense. Mm-hmm. Is just they got too many weapons to cover. I mean, you. You take Kelsey away, Tyreek Hill goes off. You take Hill away, uh, Hunt hasn't had a huge game yet. He hasn't needed to, but even then, he can be a threat in the passing game. You know, you still got Sammy Watkins out there. So, uh, he he kind of had a... He got on the radar last week. So, you know, for Mahomes, I think it's just keep doing what you've been doing. Until he plays a defense where I go, all right. Let me let me see what you're gonna do against this team. Then, when they play the Broncos on Monday night next week, that will be very, very, very telling of how far we can see Mahomes' time go. Because he hadn't had that stumble yet. You know, he hasn't had. He's had the adversity, obviously, of the Chargers and Steelers both making him have to go out there and keep scoring. I don't know mm-hmm. if that would change that much, even if, you know, they were up 30 to 7 or, or whatever. But still, next week is going to be a divisional game, a lot on the line, especially if, you know, let's say the Broncos keep doing their thing and you've got two undefeated teams playing on Monday night. Yeah, that one I think is going to be a, really fun to watch. But I think for this game, Jimmy G might have a better stat line, but I think the Chiefs are going to keep doing and rolling. It it wouldn't surprise me if Mahomes, again, has a better stat line than Jimmy G. But just like for games that I would pick the under for this one, go ahead and hammer the over. You're going to see points. So let's go on a bit of a theme here with the... The, oh, wait, wait. Let me finish out the headlines because that's kind of important as well. Josh Gordon. 
he was mm-hmm. not present in that Thursday night game with the Browns, obviously because he had been traded to the Patriots for a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, we've seen the Patriots do this uh, recovery mill before. Some have worked, some have not. Bill Belichick has no problem letting you go right out the door with it hitting you on the rear end if it doesn't work. So, what do you think? Do we see Josh Gordon make an impact in this game against the Lions on Sunday Night Football? And does he wind up becoming, do you think he winds up becoming like a favorite target for Brady? He's not going to be a favorite target, especially as time gets closer to Julian Edelman coming back. We're just a couple weeks away. He helps open up the passing game as a deep threat. But you also have to remember, with everything that he did and everything that he worked on to get himself back in good standing with the Browns, to get himself back on the team and back on the field with the Browns. And if I what I heard right was true, getting hurt, injuring your hamstring, doing a promotional video for Instagram, that's a lot that Belichick is going to have to work to reconcile. Yes, he's going to get the opportunity to see where his head is at. And in this game, he'll probably get a couple of basic routes. You know, a nine, ins, slants, whatever he basically worked with to play to his strengths, whatever he can learn to fit in the Patriot system the easiest. So even with this, you're not going to see him much. But it is just way too soon to tell how much of an impact this is because we don't know the full state of Josh Gordon. Yeah, he's got to show up first. Yeah. Right? He's got to show up. He's got to buy in, which, you know, that hasn't been so much of a problem with the way that, you know, we've seen Bill Belichick get these get, get these players to buy in, especially with, hey, you can win a championship. Mm-hmm. And if you go out there and, and you do what Brandon Cooks did for them last year, and you become that deep threat and you and you're somebody that Brady can count on, I think that will do wonders uh for him and for his reputation and everything yeah. else. You know, I don't know that he can go out there and just command crazy money or anything, but he won't command it with the Patriots, but if if he follows their mantra, do your job. If he does that, and that's the thing that helps get the Patriots over the hump, because let's face it, it's a much more open AFC than people realize. If this dysfunction stays in Pittsburgh, they're out of it. In New England, if he can come in and solve their problem and get New England back to another Super Bowl and potentially win it, then yeah, Patriots won't pay him because they just don't. But someone will. Yeah, somebody will. Especially if he plays well, shows up, you know, on time to all the things he's supposed to be showing up to. You bet 
that somebody will uh, pay the man. But that being said, I think this is going to be a... This could be a very ugly game, honestly. Uh, or it could be a very competitive game because we've seen, you no. know, even though, even if Matthew Stafford has bad games, he can still find ways to get the team, you know, to stay to stay competitive. Sean, do you know what happened the last time Tom Brady and Matt Stafford played each other? Do you remember the score of that game? Not specifically, but I know it was a blowout. 34 to 9. Oof. And the yeah. fact Matt Patricia is not doing himself any favors in Detroit. Players are already tuning out. No, this will be bad. Yeah. Brutality. You know, the yeah. old uh the old Mortal Kombat fatality thing. Just brutality. Mm-hmm. Left yeah. on the field by Tom Brady. Plus, they're mad after losing to the Jaguars and being made to, to look like their offense is, you know, you can control them. They're one-dimensional with Gronk, all that stuff. They're going to want to go out there and prove that that was just, hey, Jags are one of the best teams in, in the entire league. Now now you'll see what the Patriots really are. So, exactly. They're, they're going to be looking for a flawless victory. <laughs> nice. Hey, you set me up for that one. I had to do it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you can uh, you continue to uh, on with that. I appreciate it uh, very much. So, so uh, yeah, this was pretty easy. Look, the Bills are going in to play Minnesota in Minnesota. Uh, yes. They'll look better, I think, with Josh Allen, and that's not much of a stretch. But yeah, get, get you. Have you heard the kickoff? Our latest episode. Not yet, no. Guess the line for that game. Guess the guess the spread. Like 14 points? Oh, higher. Higher? Yes. 21? Well, not quite that high yet, but yes. At, at last check last night, I'm going to take a minute to pull it up now. Minnesota minus 16 and a half. Jeez. Keep in mind, people, this is the National Football League. This is week three. Yeah, you don't see lines like that. (laughs) 16 and a half, and the over-under was 56. What does that tell you? Yeah, Kirk Cousins should have a field day. Uh, Dalvin Cook looks like he's not going to play, but that's probably not going to be an issue. And, yeah, that defense is... They're chomping at the bit to get them get Josh Allen and bring him to the Whoa. ground as many times as they can. If, if I'm reading this right, what I'm seeing here, I think we have an answer to the whole Mariota or Gabbert situation. Ah, so what are they uh, saying now? The line, which was not present when we did record of the kickoff, is now up on ESPN. Jaguars minus nine and a half. That's Oof. telling me Gabbert. Especially with a total of only 40. 
Perhaps, perhaps that is so. I did say, hey, look, maybe they're taking the precaution of, even though he does have good look against Jacksonville, this is yeah. Jacksonville's defense they're playing. Yeah, the line hasn't changed, but I was way off on the total for Bill's Vikings. Still Vikings minus 16 and a half, and the total is 40 and a half. Oof. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Another that- game that might be... Not much of competition, especially if Sam Bradford is going to continue to play. Unless Mitch Trubisky just has an awful, awful game or something. Even then, I feel like the Bears' defense, the way they have been playing with Khalil Mack, just mm-hmm. running rampant, the Bears are going to going to take it to the Cardinals. Yeah, Trubisky isn't going to have an awful game. But keep in mind that they're still going to have the training wheels on him. As much as a potential with play calling with a guy like Matt Nagy, former quarterback in the Arena Football League, he knows the drill. But Trubisky is showing and has shown in practice he's only going to offer so much. That said, against this defense... Yeah, they will be able to open things up a little bit more. But Bears fans, you've got your defense on lockdown. You're going back old school. You paid Khalil Mack, and that was a smart decision. Offense, I think you're going to find out you made a mistake. Uh, He just has to play to not lose the game, and I think they can do that just fine. No, yeah, he'll play to not lose, but again... When you trade up in the draft to get a guy with not a lot of college experience, and let's face it, the University of North Carolina Tar Heels football is not a formidable team, let alone a powerhouse. Right. You're making moves like this, and you're seeing some of these other quarterbacks and what they're capable of, you're going to ask yourself, why can't our guy do that? Trubisky is going to show you the, if not the best of the best of his best, it's going to be close to it. You may have some decisions to make down the road. What do you make? Let's say the Cardinals get spanked in this game. Mm-hmm. It's time to put in Josh Rosen, right? Like, you don't make the. It's very hard to make the playoffs at zero and three. Yeah. Like, just Bradford's looked bad. I mean, the the other rookie quarterbacks are playing. The only question I would have against it is the offensive line. I would want him in there, but with You're also his, wasting David Johnson, too. You, you really are, and that's a big thing. I would have to say, okay, can we at least do something to make sure our top playmaker and potentially our future, these guys don't get hurt. I think when they can at least establish that, then Rosen's going to come in. Let's mosey along over to Seattle where the Dallas Cowboys are going to go in and play the 0-2 Seattle Seahawks. Earl Thomas may not play course he was trying to go to Dallas in the offseason 
still rumors going around about could the Seahawks send him to Dallas. Uh, and they were just waiting for this game to be over so that he couldn't play against them. We'll see how that goes. I still think the Cowboys would have to offer like a first-round pick, and I don't think they're going to do that at this point, not with the way that the defense, the secondary has played in the first two games. And that being said, I think that's going to be something that's going to be an issue here because what you saw against the Giants, we could very well see again against the Seahawks. Their offensive line is just as bad. Russell Wilson is down Doug Baldwin. Um, I think what you saw in that first game against the Broncos was sort of a mirage. What you saw in the second game is more of what you're going to get from the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is going to still go out there and throw around and do whatever. He's going to keep you in the game, but the defense is not what it was. No. The uh, the Cowboys offense is still suspect or whatever. I. But I feel like what you saw out of that Cowboys defense, that's who they are. They're going to rush the quarterback yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, their linebacking core has got better with Van Der Esch, um Damn it. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, not Sean Lee, the other one from Notre Dame. Oh, my God. This is my team, and I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Uh, 54, but still, um, yeah, I, I think it's that young secondary that has been absolutely tremendous in, in providing great coverage so that DeMarcus Lawrence and the other guys can get at the quarterback, and then they're also rushing, you know, safeties and, and what else, whatever else, and the Cowboys are now a defensive team. So I feel like Zeke will be able to run a bit more in this game. Mm-hmm. Dak, I think they finally found that magic with Dak, in that, and yet you're you're playing another quarterback that's similar to him. In that, you got to let him run. He's going to yeah. throw for like 200 yards, but you got to let him run. Yeah, not to mention it also helped with the emergence of Tavon Austin. The Cowboys really have that in their favor because otherwise their receiving core is going to be a little bit shaky. So. This is just going to be one of those nutso games. I give Dallas the edge because of what they've shown that they can do on defense. Now, Russell Wilson is used to running for his life. And that's going to be the case again this week. And the clock is going to take a little bit faster for Pete Carroll. I don't think we're going to see him in Seattle beyond this season. Well, he is 67. I mean, well, well, I mean, age aside, the fact that it's just not working anymore. Yeah, I mean, they've lost a lot of that team. They're they're going to be wasting Russell Wilson's years, and he might at this point just be saying, "Look, let me test out free agency because this team's not going to get any better. His best receiver is missing an injury that's going to bother him all year." Uh, so you know. It, it's going to be an issue. And it's sad to say that out of the 0-2 matchups, the team that the only – because one of them has to not be 0-2 even if they tie. I was about to say, because uh, I know you were going to say, well, one of them has to go 0-3. And I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> the Giants and Houston, both of them have offensive line problems. Yes, both of them have quarterbacks that 
Eli was okay, or has been okay. Uh, Deshaun Watson has also had his moments where he's looked bad in first halves, and then he looks better in the second half. Uh, Saquon Barkley has been, you know, himself, even though he caught the ball more than he ran the ball against the Cowboys. And Lamar Miller has run pretty well, but they, they can't pass block. The bigger issue is the defense on both those sides. And we saw what uh, the Cowboys were able to do. And, you know, the Houston defense has been sort of suspect after you have all this talent, everybody's questioning J.J. Watt, you haven't had a sack and you know, however many you know, months or years. I feel like this is the time, though. I feel like this is the time for Houston. You're at home. Mm-hmm. People are questioning you. Mm-hmm. You go out there and you sock it to Eli. Mm-hmm. I think Odell will get a touchdown and all that, but this could be just like the Dallas game for me. Yeah. Houston can't afford to let the division get away from them now. Jacksonville's 2-0, very good probability to get to 3-0. You've already lost to Tennessee, they're 1-1. You've got the Colts at 1-1. You go to 0-3 with a divisional loss, your season's pretty much cut down. You're at home going against not a mobile Eli. Deshaun Watson at least has that mobility. He's still shown it. So if you can't do this and win now, win. I think they step up. Yeah, I think uh, Houston uh, certainly steps up as well. And after that, you have some really interesting uh, matchups here. Some teams that I don't think people were thinking, oh, they would be in this situation, but Denver Broncos are sitting here two and zero. Case Keenum has done two rally, rally comebacks to get wins. You get the mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers, who you know defeated the Cowboys, who were pretty anemic on that first week. Then they went in and faced a divisional opponent in the in the Falcons. They lost. They're at home again against the Bengals team that has looked really good so far through two games. What do you make of this? This is a pretty tough matchup here. Andy Dalton, even with the game against Baltimore, Andy Dalton has stepped up. He's really stepped up to the plate. The defense is going back to the defense that we've seen be very competitive and get into slugfests for division titles alongside the Steelers. This is the time to where now Cam has to continue to put up. He had a pretty eh opener against Dallas. Against Atlanta, he improved leaps and bounds. Can he keep improving? Can he kind of knock the Bengals defense off just a little bit like Baltimore did. I want to say he can because really if he doesn't then 
could we say that uh, his time could be limited as a Panther? Uh, I don't think so. They're not gonna. I, I, they're I not understand. gonna do anything with Kim. I understand why it wouldn't be, but in situations like this, if you can't continue to improve how you throw the ball, then there's going to be questions about somebody in the organization, and he doesn't have an excuse. Not this season. No, he does not. He has plenty of. I mean, yes, he had Greg Olson go down, and that's a big deal. But he has plenty of talent around him. He keeps finding Jarius Wright, and he's got Devin Funches out there. He's he's got McCaffrey. Um, yeah, even Ian Thomas, the backup tight end, has done well. I think this is one that Carolina's going to squeak out and win, being at home. I think Cam does just enough. He pulls off one of those Cam days where he has more rushing yards than passing yards or something. Or just... You know, he has more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns and and just has a day. I think the Bengals will be close, but the Panthers will win. Because they're at home, I do see the Panthers winning. Not by a lot, though. This is another one that will come down to the last drive. Well, what do you make of the Broncos here? Of being 2-0, yes, again, I, I mentioned it already, they had to do two big comebacks to win their games. Baltimore had the anomaly game against Buffalo that I think almost anybody is going to have at this point. They, mm-hmm. looked, they were more down-to-earth against the Bengals. It's, it's also a divisional game. You're at home. Can Case Keenum continue to ride the wave? I feel like he can. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus, I want that big Monday night matchup. I just want that big Monday night matchup. Well, I, I, again, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning of the season. You're not going to see Minnesota Case Keenum. You're not going to see Houston Case Keenum. You're going to see somewhere in between. Safe to say this season in the first two games you've seen somewhere in between. Now, it's gotten closer to what he did in Minnesota, but it's not quite there. I think this is a trend that will continue. With the receivers like Demarius Thomas and those that he has, with, you know, Royce Freeman and a great running game, yes, he's in a very comfortable situation to where he can shine. He will do so again this week. Philip Lindsay, man. Philip Lindsay is the one that we need to be talking about. What a what two weeks this guy's had. I feel like he's going to do this once again. The defense also. These are two really tough defenses. This could this could be one of those, you know, uh nineteen to seventeen games or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a little bit more trust in Denver's defense as well. But with what we've already seen them do in the first two weeks, I, when it matters, they come up with the big play. Yeah, I can't go wrong against Von Miller right now. I was just about to say Von Miller is having another season where he's a beast. Why bet against him? <laughs> divisional matchup, big divisional matchup. New Orleans going to Atlanta, both one and one. We kind of finally, we saw Atlanta, you know, do their offensive thing, 
they grinded out a tough win against the Panthers to, you know, be ahead in that division already. The Saints really had to grind it out against the Browns. Uh, but we saw Michael Thomas do some uh, amazing things in that game as he has been. Yeah, it seems like without Mark Ingram, they've kind of gone back to the old Saints and passed the ball around. You see another mm-hmm. shootout game here? Absolutely. The reason why that game against the Browns wasn't a shootout is because Greg Williams still knows how to do defense. Granted, he doesn't have to use bounties anymore, which makes him better. Thank God. <laughs> so, if, yeah, you're not going to have this problem against Atlanta. This is probably going to be closer to what we saw the Saints do against Tampa Bay. So you're going to get a team to work, uh, teams to where, hey, first one to 40 wins, maybe. This one's rough. I'm picking I'm picking New Orleans because Drew Brees is closer to his peak than Matt Ryan is. Matt Ryan, ever since Shanahan left, has not been the same. Edge Brees. I'm going to say the Falcons at home. I trust the Falcons defense a little bit more than the Saints. I'll give it to Atlanta. Uh, Two more games to talk about here. I feel like even with a gimpy Aaron Rodgers, I think you got to see the best and worst of Alex Smith with the Redskins Mm -hmm. in these two games. You saw Adrian Peterson go off. Alex Smith got to throw the ball around, do his little screens and whatever, and they won the first game. The second game, they did not look good at all. They were also playing the Cardinals, by the way. And one of the teams that probably anybody that plays them, they're going to look good. Washington looked very ordinary last Mm -hmm. week. The Packers are the Packers, and they should have won that game. It should not have been a tie against Minnesota. Uh, but hey, rules are whatever they want to make them at this point, and I think uh, Green Bay is going to come out here and they're going to do their thing. They're going to win against Washington. Well, it, it, it's not just rules; it's also kickers. Let's yeah, be kickers very... as well. Yeah, Carlson also could have won them the game for Vikings. Mm-hmm. I give Mason Crosby a pass because that dude makes kicks most of the time. Yeah, and if Aaron Rodgers can go out there and throw three touchdown passes on one and a half legs, I think he's going to be okay. I'm going to go ahead, take the safe bet with this one, and go with the Packers. How about that shootout in L.A. in the Coliseum? Chargers and Rams. Uh... You really think that's going to be a shootout? It's a it's Philip Rivers that he doesn't get contained, man. And have you seen this Rams defense? Yes, I have. I have seen this Rams defense, but again, Philip Rivers he played the Chiefs and the Bills. Let's think this carefully. 
the Chiefs. I know, but historically, he doesn't. He just, he puts up points, and then they find a way to lose. That, that's what the Chargers do. Yeah, but he's not going to put up that many points. Yeah, I'll give, you know, 16, 17. But hell, the Rams can sleepwalk their way to 35. Well, if the, let's say the Rams start sleepwalking through the first half or something again. It could happen. I think the Rams are winning this game at home and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. But I don't know that Gurley's going to have a crazy day or anything like that. I think I think this could be a, one of those, you know, 24-21 games, and that's not bad. Uh, I'm seeing more along the lines of 30-16. to 16. The Rams are going to take control. I, I I mean, remember, this isn't even a team that's operating at full strength. They they've got their punter. He went out and kicked a field goal, and they went for He's two every four, though. And they and they went for two every time after Zerline got hurt. Now, granted, they brought back Sam Ficken, but still, this team finds ways to just humiliate people. As they should, with that offense they got. And Sean McVeigh yeah, and, and, and everything else. Yeah, and then you got the Chargers are coming in, and it's like, no, the Rams are going to show that this is their town football-wise, and they don't care, and they're going to be getting the new stadium. It's not like the L.A. Derby or anything. They could very well be just absolutely spearheading the division if things go their way. Seattle and Arizona keep on their losing streaks and perhaps Jimmy G goes down one more time. And that's yeah. going to be a... Whew, that NFC West could be a one-team hey. show the whole season. The Rams are still... Or the Rams are now favorites to win the Super Bowl. I can see why. Yeah. But again, they played the Raiders and... Now I forgot who they played. Last. It wasn't a good, wasn't a really good team last week. So Didn't they play Arizona. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's not two teams that I just go, yeah. You really played some tremendous defenses when they. Well, I don't know how much you can say when because Thursday night games are weird. But yeah, they play the Vikings on Thursday night. Let's see what that happens there. That would be the tough one. Because, I mean, yeah. to be fair, when they, again, started playing football that counts, they outscored the Raiders 23 nothing in the second half. What did they do against Arizona? 34 to nothing. So they're capable of humiliating the teams that they should humiliate. Now, can you beat the teams that you're going to have trouble with? To be determined. Yeah, and they play the Seahawks after that, which that could either be a shootout or it could be the Rams just obliterating them. Yeah, and then so. if they win that game against the Seahawks, all of a sudden. Sorry. It's, that's exactly what's going to happen. Once they'll be cheering that exact music because they'll have a stranglehold on the NFC West if that occurs. Yeah, the. Two out of their next three games are against tough defenses. The the Vikings and Broncos with the Seahawks in the middle. That'll be where you, I think you can really see where the Rams are going to go. Uh, as far as, you know, can they 
can they keep up this pace throughout the season? That that one's going to be uh, fun to see, certainly for the Rams. But yeah, got some really good games to watch on your Sunday, and then on Monday Night Football, see if that Fitz Magic can fly one more time. Well, hey, I don't know. I might be flying the whole season, depending on these reports with Jameis Winston. But yeah, it, uh, it, the keep your hands to yourself, sir. The, the the meme for Fitzpatrick described it best. Are you going to be the Jets Ryan Fitzpatrick that has cable, or are you going to be the Bucks Fitzpatrick that has Direct TV? What you going to do? What you going to do, brothers, when you go and watch your football on Sunday? Enjoy it again. Some really fun games. Some. We can see some teams going really deep holes in 0-3. Uh, I wonder what questions could be asked of the Giants or the Texans if they're one of those teams. Or maybe they end up in a tie again. Maybe we have our third straight week of a tie. <laughs> How amazing would that be? But uh, Or maybe not so amazing. But, yeah. We'll have lots to talk about on Sunday when we come back to talk about all things Week 3 in the NFL until then if you like what you heard you can always hit subscribe football to the max or subscribe to the whole W2 network you get everything we do you get Eric and the rest of the guys on the kickoff you get uh, you know video games to the max soccer to the max you get everything we have to do the Radlist guys doing uh, they just did a review of the Predator film that you can go uh, check out as well so Lots out there for you guys. Uh, check out that W2Net.com. Point of we'll, viewer, hint, hint. Point <laughs> of viewer is coming back really soon. You always want to hear Eric unfiltered talking about whatever because that's always fun. And, yeah, until Sunday or Monday morning. We'll see you later. Peace.